Hello there, I'm Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello everybody. Watcher. It's been a while. Time. I time. nearly forgot. It was like blocks or feet or time or dice or what. There's just a lot of, a lot of murdering going on these days, yeah. to be honest. It's quite confusing. I'm surprised we haven't been hmm? demonetised. <laughs> Twitter doesn't like murdering. I mean, YouTube doesn't like murdering. Then we're not monetised. Oh, oh are we are like an extremist website or something. I don't, I don't think we'd be able Hate to have speech. adverts anymore. <laughs> if we did have adverts. Right, right. We have to survive via our Patreon, which I've been meaning to set up for oh, the, the Patreon, years. yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm back. Hello. You survived. survived. I survived. Yes. Spoiler alert. I, I, I lived. Um, yes. Two feet. Yep. Yep. Both my feet there. No Shoes amputations. All, the all, all, all limbs intact. Yes. So uh, I was basically away doing hiking last week and, and then there was a week with illness and stuff, but um, not me. I was fine. But um, yes, I did 87 miles in six days. Was that wise? On my feet. It was all right. It was all right. I Honestly, I went into it thinking, oh, all right, we'll give it a go. And I've been doing a bit of, you know, the occasional Sunday hiking leading up to every couple of weeks. And I'm thinking, oh, am I up for this? Is this quite big? Because, you know, so, so, sort of pushing off into the deep water and gets a bit scared about, um, can I even do this? Yeah. yeah the the, the programme I'd set myself, which essentially is seven one-week hikes uh, over the next eight years or so. Eight one week hikes I've done one already that's why it's seven years wow. and um, yeah I thought oh let's just do it then let's go and I thought well I've got all sorts of contingency plans if if it all goes wrong I can like you know bail two days in and get a bus from whatever little village I'm at back to civilization, and then try come back and do the rest of it another time but no I just kept going and, and I found myself sort of overstretching you know how I get in this zone when I'm hiking yeah. I sort of kind of forget to stop sometimes yes which is a bit of a problem, but that sort of served me well, really, because my original seven-day itinerary was condensed down to six in the end. I finished a day early because I was just pushing a bit further and further each day, and that all added up to a free day. Um, <clears throat> so, free day? I came home early. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the got yeah got because there's a whole day travelling about, about each way as well. I mean, the first I've managed to save the whole day on the original plan, which was sort of Saturday through to the following Sunday. I managed to save a day by just. Um, Spending half a day travelling up and then hiking straight away. So it's like lunchtime in mine head. Right, let's go. And we're off. And my God, it's up and down. If you like stairs, this is not the holiday for you. Oh, is it lots of it's stairs? A, apparently it? it's a bit up and down, yeah. Well, the last two days were okay because that was all river estuary stuff. Oh, quite, they tend not to be up and down. <clears throat> yeah, quite flat. Or if but, they do do lots of down, then you get nice photo opportunities. <laughs> no thundering waterfalls or anything, no. Um, but yeah, but then the flatter terrain meant that I could get a bit further each day. It absolutely pissed down on the last two days, but I was, I was all right. I had my rucksack, my waterproofs and stuff, you know. I knew I was going to get rained on, so all my yeah. stuff was in bags and things. And it wasn't too bad, you know. It wasn't, wasn't like horrendous storms. It was just drizzle, you know, steady rain. And you just keep on walking, really. Lose yourself in the zone. But it was fantastic. I got I, mostly the weather was great. I got some great video. I'm sure there'll be some kind of there will some kind of how to murder feet. I'm not entirely t- sure if I can get this one down below in an hour. <laughs> I, I'm striving to keep them below ten minutes each. I yeah, I t- dumped about thirty gigs worth of files yeah. on you. Last so. one was an hour ten. Okay. Oh, the Snowden one's up, yeah. isn't it? Yes, I shall have to go and watch that back. Although, to be honest, I was there, so less of a press. I don't know. This is a lot more uh, uh, man going mad talking to sheep than you probably remember. <laughs> It might be so. Actually, it's one of the reasons I do take so much video of these little trips. It's just that when I look back in about five years' time, I can go, "Oh God, I really said all those things." Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so, if you want to see what I get like when I'm left utterly alone for a week in the wilds, um, watch this space. Yeah, but yeah, very good. I and- put the back bars over where you don't wear any clothes because you've given up on clothes because they're just throwing it all to the winds they're, they're just the conceit of the modern world literally going native yeah 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 no it was very it was very i didn't i can't say i found myself particularly because that kind of thing's stupid and nonsense and you were there i was there yeah i took myself with me right from the word go yeah. so there we go but it was a really good week and i'm i'm raring to go for the next one i finished it without any major injuries so i'm putting that down as a success Huzzah. So i'm probably gonna wait until spring now um, that's a good idea yeah yeah because it's what like end of september beginning of october as we record this and i've just got back two weeks ago so it is october. this is probably as late in the year as i'd want to do this kind of thing i'm not into the you know, midwinter f- you, ultra survival you nonsense. were really rolling a die with uh going when you did because it was either going to be really sunny or sort of a bit wet. well i assumed it'd be a, you often get a bit of a late summer thing going on in september and if it even if it does rain it's not gonna be cold biting stinging rain. i found out why the weather went bad though oh a friend of 
uh, ours bought uh, got new garden furniture the other week, <laughs> right? And that's when the weather broke. I so have I, to, it is her fault. <laughs> I should have to check with that in future then. Yeah. So probably May. I'm thinking mid May, okay. early May. We'll have a look at the weather, see what happens, and then we'll get there, get, get back on the train, get back out there. So I basically went from Minehead to Westwood Ho, which is 87 which miles. Which is the real place? At Westwood Ho exclamation mark. Yeah. Only place Very in the important. UK with an exclamation mark. <laughs> And I've been there, and it, frankly, it's not really worthy of exclamation, to be honest. Isn't it also the only place named after a book? Um, yes, it's some literary reference or another. Yeah. Um, because the yeah, not like Jamaica Inn, which is the other way around. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so and Noddy goes to Toyland, which Noddy goes to Toyland, which is not a real place. No. Um, so I need to basically, yeah, but Toyland is real. When I get round to May again, I'll go get back on the train, get out there, and then do the next week, which yeah. will take me from Westford Ho down the coast to Padstow, past oh. uh, Boss Castle, Tintagel, all that sort of thing. Okay, oh, Tintagel's lovely. Yeah, I yeah. Really like it's it's according to the guide website, it's the most de- gruelling and demanding week of the entire yeah, expedition. So a lot of up and down. A lot of cliffs and stuff, and you can see me wheezing and cursing at that kind of thing on the video. The two things I can say: spend some time in Tintagel because it's really nice and there's nice stuff to look at. Mm. And when you get to Padstow, buy fish and chips. Yeah, well, Padstow will be the finishing point, so I shall probably treat myself to some kind of uh, civilized B and B and food, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so basically, wait, wait for. Wait for the uh, spring, and we'll we'll get there and do it again. I'm yeah. gonna do two next year. I've decided yeah, two weeks because yeah, uh, it's eight weeks in total. I've done one now, but I need to get it all done before I'm fifty, which is twenty twenty five. I think yes, it will be. So well, you're old. <clears throat> I know I'm quite old. You are. I'm forty two, so I've got eight years. Damn, as old as you. Eight years to go, uh, and if I get one week a year, I've, I can do it. But I can. I want to try and get it done quicker than that, and I'm really enjoying it as well. I'm already getting a bit <laughs> antsy. I can see myself I just going you can off. Do more than two. I reckon you do three. Well, you only get so many t- so much time off work in a year, and I need to keep a few weeks back for just you know sitting around at home watching Homes Under the Hammer for a week, yeah, which true. is quite important to me. So yeah, that's good. I, I'm very pleased with all that, and it worked well. So and here I am back in my normal life again, playing computer games and stuff. Is it a big bit of disappointment? Um, a little bit, yeah. I was actually finding, yeah, I found myself actually get starting to, you know, when you when you do something repeatedly for a week, you start to sort of forget what your old life was like. Well, I do anyway. And it, I was starting to think, yeah, I could just do this. I could just keep going because I got to Westwood Ho and I was fine, you know, a night's sleep and I'd be ready for another another twelve to yeah. fifteen miles the next day. I could have just kept going, to be honest. But if if you're doing it in a reasonable pace, I yes. don't think you get to a point where. You do get hurt. You you you're stable, and then you could probably keep going on. Well, it's something I kept forever. going on about on the video. There's the distinction between aching and injury, and yeah, I, I ached. I got tired, but um, yeah. you know, nice sleep, and up we go the next morning. And, and I found myself hardening to it and getting longer distances each day as well. So I was actually getting better yeah. at it as yeah. I went along, which is good. Um, it, I think it was um, doing lots of marathons. Yeah, uh, with, yeah. What's his name? Eddie Izzard. Uh, yeah, he, he was saying that. Uh, yeah, the first one's hard. The second one's quite hard. But by the third one, it's not as hard. Famous. He fam- famously did about eighty marathons back to back, or something, like, yeah. something insane like that. It was like you know double digits of marathons in a row, which you know you think would just be insane or physically beyond the bounds of a human being. But no, they, you did it. And uh, yeah, as you say, you start you getting used to it. The body was the body was hardening. My legs are. You can feel my amazing thighs there. They're like steel cables now. It's fantastic. Oh, pass. Yeah. That's fine, but um, yeah, just, well, I could keep going. Well designed for long distance locomotion, and it's not that long distance to be honest. The, the itinerary is about twelve to fifteen miles a day on average, yeah. uh, but the terrain is a factor. There's a yeah. lot of up and down, which Google Maps doesn't seem to factor in. So, no. <laughs> so it, I was taking longer than it said on there. But. Is it worse than that bit with the stairs near Swanage? There was a couple of bits, and yeah, a couple. It's like that most oh, of the way around, God, to be honest. That yeah. Me. yeah, yeah, I had to stop you know a couple of times up some of the slopes just to stand there and wheeze and you know, you know and smile embarrassedly at passers-by try and convince them I'm not having yeah. a heart attack and don't need help thank you old ladies walking their dogs jogging up but that was that was getting easier as well and the backpack was heavy that was 14 kilograms the oh. backpack with all my tent did you consider not taking everything. those 14 kilograms of weight with well it? I could <laughs> I could potentially really cut that back because I didn't see I saw perhaps two other people in the entire week who looked as kitted down as yeah. I was everyone else had just day bags and you know anoraks and trainers on yeah. and these people if they're doing the entire thing which I think hardly any of them were but they'll probably just be and being it all the way around yeah. which you can do and the the guide website recommends in, to be honest so but no i thought you know that gives me the flexibility if i fetch up somewhere where there isn't a town or a village i can just, just camp, stop. camp out yeah i did a bit of ninja camping yeah so it's quite good but yes did um ninja mind <laughs> it's, it's, it was a it was a fine week i'm looking forward to the next one 
So I'm going to talk about the game. Okay. Yeah, but I've been back, played a few games. Uh, we're playing Elite Dangerous still on the Tuesdays. Thargoids. Thargoids, yes, exciting time. Um, I haven't seen any yet. We did the... Um, so a couple of weeks back <coughs> we went to one of the Thargoid bases. Yeah. Um, massive flower thing in the... In the in I the, think that was uh, a couple of months ago now, but yeah. Well, quite a while ago. You might have seen some video of that one. I did There's that. probably some of that video showing mm. now. Mm. And we were... Yeah, because I didn't really get any footage. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we're a little light on footage for this yes. show. So, there, yeah, basically we were driving around in the little SR through these tunnels and feeding weird alien objects into weird alien machinery, you know, monkeying around with the yeah, works like actually, you do, yeah. massive layers of blasts, etc. So those, those are a thing. Um, people had been being hyperdicted quite a lot for going quite far back now, probably a year or so. Yeah. You know, just occasional random people getting pulled out of, of uh, frameshift in, interstellar travel and uh, being scanned by a giant flower-shaped spaceship. It Again, happens. You, and then just let to go on their way. No interaction, no explanation, nothing. And that's that's all been very sort of portentous, you know. The it's like it has that feel of early season one Babylon Five, you okay, know, yeah. getting that build that build up to the yeah. main story. The main story not started going yet, but every so often you'll get some hints what in between the one off episode stuff. There, going there, on. there might be a big bad guy in the background, yeah, yeah. And there's guy wandering around asking, "What do you want?" <laughs> it's got that kind of feel to it. I don't know. And of course, really uh, rubbish episodes about mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah, it's a really bad episode. <laughs> there was, but there's these things called guardians as well, and I don't know anything about these because we haven't really gone and had a look. But apparently, there's, as well as the Thargoid bases, there are some other sorts of bases, other sorts of ruins. Hold like, on, I, well, this is it. I'm, yeah, I, I think you put your finger on it. I've got, I'm starting to get this vibe because there's the, the yeah guardians who are different and distinct to Thargoids. So are, are these by any chance two alien races who have been two, around two since, big precursor races? Bef- yeah, precursor races since before humanity had risen. Yeah, and they had a big war before, maybe. Yeah, I, and they're trying to shape humanity. Uh, using their different rules, so. do they do they personify two ideological extremes? Uh, well, yeah. it could be. I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I'm just speculating wildly. Everyone is speculating wildly. Yeah. It has that nature, that feel. <coughs> And I suppose that's you know one of the benefits of it being a sort of pseudo MMO rather than just a straight single player play through the story, make your paragon renegade choice at the end, go off and play something else, is that you get this really widespread community sort of engagement in in work trying to brainstorm what's you know crowdsource what's going on, how, going to happen next. This yeah. Canon Interstellar group is a particularly notable player group. I think they were given their own starbase recently, and it's actually I don't know I could be completely wrong on all this. I don't do enough nearly enough research as, as regular viewers will know but I think they were given their own large scale interstellar platform starbase ship type thing that nice. can jump between you dock it you can dock up on it and then it jumps between systems oh, or something like that I, I don't know I don't really know the details I remember seeing some sort of some chatter about that on Twitter but not really understanding what's going on I'm terrible go and do your own research you're all clever people but um, yes, so now we got the big two point four, two point five, something like that. These the big Thargoid invasion thing. You yeah. know, we had a massive patch during the week and couldn't play because it took me. It, I couldn't play. It took me five hours to patch. But um, I think it could just be my internet connection or something because obviously they're disputing the patch massive peer-to-peer sharing thing and sometimes i get the wrong end of the stick on that packet shaping whatever anyway um so yeah so there's big things afoot big big thargoid battles apparently there are lots of community goals in there where you have to go off and get bits of thargoid technology or explosives and give them to certain of the engineers and they will then in if that goal's complete they'll then make available anti-thargoid weaponry okay we're starting to fight back now you know yeah i don't know that i've necessarily heard thingy trailer thing well that's it it's all cutscenes and trailers and rumours and news and websites. I'm not sure if I've seen or heard of personal accounts of anyone being being walloped by Thargoids personally it, and being I killed. at the stage where I can deliberately trigger which space incursion thingies <laughs> so I can farm them? Can you farm Thargoids yet? Yeah. Like I used to back in the day on, well, quite. on the PC. There was something you could do. You held down, fired your military laser whilst hyperspacing or something yeah, that forced that. it to happen. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm not sure really how you go. I mean, there's. I think I've seen articles on various gaming sites suggesting how you go about finding the Thargoids. <laughs> it's all going off in the Pleiades, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, well, in a way, that's sensible. That's you, literally miles away. It's 300 light-years away from the, uh, the the core systems in Elite Dangerous, and that in a reasonable kitted ship, you can get there in about half an hour to an hour, so it's not... Oh, I went there, it's not, it's not, like, miles and miles away. It's, I've been, haven't I? Yeah, 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 I think you were there. Yeah, I was there, yeah. Um, it's but, not, it, it, it was... Only about ten jumps. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like I say, it's, it's it's the next neighborhood over rather than the other the other side of the galaxy. Spend spend you know an entire weekend traveling in a specially kitted out explorer. I was never entirely sure. 
if we should have been able to get there with with distances between stars. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure the Pleiades are where they are in real life in there. They've gone to quite great lengths yeah. throughout the game to make sure that all the stars are roughly where they should be, that kind of thing. So, but yes, uh, so you go over there and then you, I don't know, do some do some stuff and you might get into you might get inter- interfered with by a giant sunflower. So mm. you know, go figure. Come to hope. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing presumably the next act after this is some kind of counter move by these guardian people. But then I don't know if the guardians are extinct race or they are still there. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, yeah. frankly. They were beyond the rim. Not a lot of it actually has much of an impact on me personally, I have to say. But it's just interesting and, and heartening to know it's going on. You yeah, know? yeah, it's like the, the the giant Empire Wars in Eve. You know, I mean, very a surprisingly small proportion of the player base will actually have hands-on experience with that kind of stuff. But knowing it's there, knowing it's happening, gives you a greater sense of place, a greater sense of happening. You know, yeah. in, in a game, you know, even though if you're just, you're just going to launch and mine some asteroids, you think, well, at least there are, there are great things going on. And the same happens, same same sort of, I forget the same sort of feel with Elite Dangerous as well. So I got my Diamondback Explorer, and I'm. Having a real ambition problem, I just can't be I bothered. Wonder. I don't know. I just don't want the bigger ship. It? Well, there's a Federation Corvette thing. There's there's anacondas, obviously. There's an Imperial thing as well. Pythons apparently what well regarded yeah. ship. I mean, for almost every task in that game, there is a better ship than the one I'm in that I should be probably grinding out and slaving towards. You I mean, do that, for, for exploration, the, uh, the the Asp Explorer is probably the best ship. But I just like the Diamondback Explorer because I don't think many other ships. Well, for starters, nice, 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 comfortable rebuy. I can I can only afford yeah. to rebuy my ship 99 times at the moment. I need to crack on and grind some more credits. Um, but also, it's <coughs> it's capable. It's capable at pretty much everything I want to do it for. It's not great for cargo, but pretty much everything else. The fighting it's fairly competent yeah. at. The, the exploring it's very good at, especially with the engineered drive and everything. It can really shift across. It's like the second best... It's the second best in a lot of different categories. Yeah, And, and it's second best in more categories than other things are first best at. Yes, I think so. If I, I'd have to specialise or, or, or go for something stupidly big that can do everything very well, but cost but we'll have like you know six weeks worth of grinding to replace yeah. if I lose it. It's always the you know the don't fly what you can't afford to lose. And I'm a very casual elite dangerous player. I dip in weekly. Sometimes I have the occasional session on my own as well. <coughs> but you know for the time and effort I'm prepared to put into the game, then the Diamondback Explorer absolutely ticks all the boxes. Mm. So I'm quite content with it. I mean I'm more focused on improving it through the engineers system, yeah. which is the sort of mid 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 game. PVE quest content, as it were. You have various different requirements to unlock to each of these engineers. You can then drive the tolerances and stats of your basic equipment further than they were before, which is good. So you can make your your you can specialise your your Diamondback Explorer, for example, to become even better at jumping or even better at combat or whatever. Nice. So yeah, I'm I'm sort of tinkering around with that. <clears throat> but yeah, I just don't really have anything big to spend any more money on. So money's ceased to become uh, an objective for me. I'm more, I spend more on on bribe missions to improve faction than anything else. You know, just to just to get access to the various engineers and stuff. But it suits me well. It suits me so much that I've even gone and bought a paint job and some some engine trails wow. and some coloured lasers for I, it. I bought purple lasers. I got yellow lasers. I got uh, cyan engine trails and green paint job. That's oh. quite a quite a quite a tasteful yeah. thing zipping around there. But yeah, the diamond black Ex- black explorer particularly has only a couple of paint jobs. I mean, all the, like the if you if I was interested in a Cobra Mark III, my God, have they got stuff for you there? Yeah. There's like spiky radar modifications with like bits sticking out of it. There's like engine trails. They, I think the recent thing they've added is Lumifiber, the, the, the sort of glowing Tron lines effect for the ships. And there's okay, a couple of different yeah. patterns of that. If you like Cobra Mark III, they were they've got stuff to sell you. But yeah. if you like the Diamondback Explorer like I do, you can buy paint. There's only three paint paint job packs for that. It's like they oh yeah whatever. Mind you, I was playing around with the uh, exterior flight cam that they added, the the improved one, very powerful. Once you bound all the keys up and stuff, and I noticed that the Diamondback Explorer's got a flap on the back at the top that opens when it's hot, when when the heat okay. goes up, and yeah. you can see glowing elements inside <coughs> it, and it closes when the thing cools down when you're flying. It's very cool. I was, I, I, I was just like heating up, flying, flying to the sun, going away from the sun, going to the sun, good. How, it how does up, opening a flap? A flap uh, let the heat out. 
Um, I don't know. It's space, isn't it? Yeah, where's, where's it radiating to? <laughs> Why not just put those on the outside? Anyway, uh, well, no, space in vacuum, you can radiate heat, but you can't convect or conduct heat. That's the thing. So, yeah. But anyway, I, I don't know. Basic advanced thermodynamics. Too too early on a you, Sunday for that. Your ship needs to be painted gold. Gold? Um, gold leaf. I don't think they had gold. They had a bunch of flat sort of there were, there were three different packs one's like a military muted camouflage colors yeah. and a camouflage in space yeah camouflage in space yeah green black. green camouflage yeah. and desert camouflage i suppose if you're landing somewhere it might be useful but um then they got like a kind of just boring metallic type colors and then they got the vibrant chris foss cat pack and i thought yeah those yep, are the ones yep, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah massive primaries and you bring yellows and stuff i thought oh yeah we'll have that that's good <coughs> and that was only three quid and it was like yeah. one one pound for the engine trails, and I think I can use those on any ship I like, and one pound for the weapons as well. Yeah, I can it, use those it, on any ship I like. For so. my purple lasers, so I thought, why not? Yeah, I know. You, you can sort of get all principled about free to play, about cash shoppery, about you know this far oh, and no further. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I spend far more than that on crisps in a, in an hour. Yeah. So um, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> and it does look good as well, especially on the group nights when we're out and about. You can it helps on the group nights because you can identify. You can definitely spot Commander Embryo coming. He, it's like red lasers, green fly. No, I think it's red engines. Oh, is it just massive yellow Chris yeah. Foss spaceship and everything? And and also he quite he got he he quite enjoys uh, the the close flyby, yeah, uh, for for dramatic effect. And and uh, and he gets it wrong like you know one time in three. So slam, <laughs> proximity. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So. Um, but no, we yeah we're doing the group nights on the Tuesdays. We I think we largely just concern ourselves with the community goals because they seem to come in the right kind of sized adventure for for the yeah. time and the effort we want to put in. You know, we'll turn up on a, on a Tuesday and see what's still what's going on. Oh look, here we are. Here's a fighty one. Go to this. Go to system. Blah blah blah. Sign up with this station. Go and go and kill pirates and bring back bounty tickets. You know that sort of thing. Um, and those give you a nice boost. That's probably why I've got quite so much cash that's unspent, is because they do pay very well, the community mm. goals, if you get involved. As long as you get into the top 75% participation, which really doesn't take a lot away, you can easily do that in an evening. Yeah. Um, you get a decent I payout. Need, I need to, need to play it again. You usually get like five or six million for, for one of those. Yeah. Plus bounties that you actually hand in too. So, and that's, a, that's easy enough to keep you know the, the casual player in the manner to which they become accustomed. So it's really not that. I mean, people complain about it being a massive grind, but I suppose that's only if you really, you know, with a a-grade anaconda with full trimmings and engineering then yeah that very top end is the the most the biggest thing the game has yeah. to sell you so it's going to take time but if you keep your your expectations modest like i've basically done with my diamondback explorer then um yeah you know you can you just just log in and enjoy yourself really, cool, not worry about money It'd be interesting to see how the Thargoids impact me and my gameplay, but um, not at all. Well, I don't know, unless it's unless the, the the Thargoid invasion becomes a hugely widespread. I think they've quite wisely kept the Thargoid stuff relatively localized to one part of space. Yeah. So if you if you're not interested and don't want to get involved, or you don't want to be messed around with all that every time you leave the starbase, it's, it's it's probably not going to happen to you. But yeah, like I say, it might, they might step it up to the point where every station's under lockdown or whole stations start going missing. Yeah. It depends how how brutal and, and narrative you want to be about it. It's a fine line. I think you want to keep your story interesting and relevant to all your players, but at the same time, you don't want that story to be so overwhelming. It's like the sort of over overdoing it as a as a as a D and D GM. You know, yeah. how much story do you put in, and how much freedom do you let your players have to do what they want to do? Well, you guarantee you put more story in than the players will actually do because oh, all players yeah. are asses and will run <laughs> off and do their own thing. They well, will not stick to the plot. Ah, well, that's you got. They to, won't do what they're supposed to. They'll stick to the plot if the plot is the most interesting thing you've given them to do. But you know, it depends how contrary players are. But the point being is that you don't want to be that hugely obsessive GM. Who's I, mean, I remember almost tangentially. I was uh, I was reminiscing and hunting around for the old Dragonlance. Oh yeah, D, the D and D second edition D and D Dragonlance modules. I yeah. found a whole load of them as PDFs online. And I was reading through some of them with my newfound appreciation as an actual Pathfinder GM, and. The Dragonlance campaign, as told in the modules, is horrifically prescriptive. Yeah. I mean, not just, you know, here are your characters and here is the story. It's, it's almost down to an encounter-by-encounter encounter level. The, the entire of the first encounter module is basically a whole load of GM sticks that beat the players unless they go in the direction <laughs> the story is going to... It wants them to go. It's a, it is essentially... It's, the whole Dragonlance campaign as, as a D&D set of modules is not so much a, a campaign as, as a play. It, yeah. it, it, it is yeah. a play that is, 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 is acting 
edited out by people who know who should know the script you know anyway anyway getting back to elite dangerous i'm hoping that that's not the the the, the line they're going to take look our thargoids are important we've put in a lot of work here you are going to enjoy them and just drop them on the entire yeah. known space i think there's there should be places where people can just get on with whatever they're doing and not be involved if they don't want to be become a sort of opt-in thing but then how much of a menace is that if you if it's all just going on in the pleiades and you can totally ignore it <coughs> how, how realistic it's inter- it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with it and what happens and and also interesting to see how much of it touches my own personal gaming which is quite casual quite not terribly involved and i don't go out of my way seeking i this think stuff i out. can give you a, a proper answer for that yeah very little mm, yeah maybe i think yeah i think i'll have to go go and look for it if, if i want to see it so which we might do i mean we have gone out of our way on some tuesday Day sessions to go and see these Thargoid bases. I want, I want to see a Guardian base next. I don't, I don't know nothing about this other lot. Mm. That'd be the interesting thing because I've got a feeling they're probably good. Like, it's like you say, I hope it's not just going to be the Vorlons and Shadows, but yeah. you never. <laughs> it, it's, it's almost a sort of narrative inevitability that these Guardians will spring up as the, the opposition at some point. I don't know. We'll see. It's like having a couple of wizards uh, in a fantasy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Two wizards. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, still enjoying it surprisingly. I thought we'd have burnt out of it by now. I thought we'd have gotten a bit bored with it. I quite like the idea of an eagle wing again. We were doing that briefly a while, quite a while back. But get some 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 eagles, you know, which is essentially the one step above the newbie ship with the fighter specialisation, and just trick them out as as, as engineer them as crazy <laughs> as we can. Now we've got all the engineers yeah. unlocked, and then just get, try try some proper formation flying, you know, red arrows style, and uh, try combat sites with them. See how we go with with all the paint and the. Tra- yeah, and everything badly yeah oh, red white and blue trails Whoosh, yeah that'd be brilliant i think that'd be hugely it's cinematic fine up until the first laser hits one of you yeah yeah and you just disappear and <laughs> well that's the downside i mean they, they wouldn't bother putting in things like anacondas yeah. and vultures and things if the eagle was enough to do the job for the whole game but, but it, it's you, like that thing 20 uh small ships are more effective than one big thing but 20 big things is more effective than 20 small things. Uh, yes, yeah. If I had a criticism with Elite Dangerous, it's that the ships, I, to me, I, to, I'm not an expert, but to me it seems like bigger is always better. Yeah. There's not really much of, particularly since the lar- very larger ships, the Anacondas and whatever, have fighter bays. Yeah. So, you know, you can launch a couple of drone fighters as well. <laughs> Or even have people piloting those with the multi-crew stuff. So, yeah, it's, it purely becomes a cash versus uh, effectiveness sort of equation, and the eagle is at the very bottom of it. But you'd be surprised on some of the fighting nights how how, how much we can do with how little we can get away with. I mean, you know, a couple, a couple of people would sort of put hang, park in their vultures and coming back in, like, haulers and adders and things yeah. and seeing if we could kill it, seeing if we could take down anacondas, NPC anacondas like that. And surprisingly, we could. At one point, my Diamondback Explorer was the biggest ship in our group. Wow. Yeah, I know, and so, um, <laughs> and we were still managing to take down, you know, pythons and anacondas <laughs> and things. So it becomes about, yeah, well, how, what can we get done with as little? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the efficiency of it appeals to me. You know, we don't need anacondas. Look, we're in eagles and we're still killing everything. You know, so we'll see, we'll see. But yes, enjoying enjoying Elite Dangerous in a sort of casual, you know, not burning myself out kind of way. I'm not obsessing about it, but it is still interesting enough to keep me going. We can. Cool. We count. It's good. Why don't you talk for a bit? I'm going to talk about Forza Motorsport <laughs> Seven. Seven. Gosh, that's that's, that's quite a large sequel number. Yes. Uh, th- this is the annual I'm playing a new Forza game uh-huh. uh, thing. This time, it being one of the other years, it's the boring original game. Oh. So it's just the hero cars, hero tracks, drive round it, and there's not enough stupid DJs on radios as you uh, completely turn a country into a playground and drive around <laughs> doing stupid things. So what, you're talking about the Forza Horizon? Yeah, which stuff. is a much better game. It's just a bit more closer to Burnout Paradise, go where, go places, do stuff. Yeah. 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 And it has uh, a large open world to drive around in. This right. is just... This is more of a vanilla format, yeah. a series of events. Here is a series of events, race them. Okay. Is there uh, not something to be said for the technical purity of that oh, kind there, of there form? Oh, definitely is. Uh, it's just... The problem with that is everyone does it and everyone has done it and um, I, it, all, it nothing that does that feels new, whether it's Project Cars or whatever. I haven't played the uh, see demo Project of... Cars 2 on Yeah, Steam. Project Cars 2 is greatly. coming out very soon or is yeah. out now, uh, which is, that's the new Pretender to the Throne. Okay. Um, uh, also, you've got uh, Gran Turismo, of course. There's a new one of them either 
uh, due out very soon, apparently. Mm. Um, I think. Um, so lots of people cranking out the next ex- next instalment. Yeah, but they're, they're all just iterations <clears throat> on the same thing. Mm. Now, what Forza does differently this time is transitions. Okay. Uh, they're really proud of their transitions. So Races can start dry and go wet, or they can start wet oh. and go dry, or they can start dark and go light, or they can okay. start light and go dark. And do you know what I've discovered so far? Having, yeah. uh, I'm on to the third championship now. What I've discovered so far is um, every race is now starting the rain in the dark and gets drier in the sunlight. <laughs> so it's like they're very proud of their mechanic and they overuse they are it. They so proud. Or uh, it starts light and gets dark and oh, just so tedious. So you find yourself only ever racing at dawn and dusk? Yeah. Or is it clouds and things? Is it? Oh, there's clouds as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, and thunderstorms. There's racing in a thunderstorm in a big truck. Okay. <coughs> well, you know, a big semi <laughs> without the back. There's um, no chance of pulling over and putting the slicks on or something. Tell you what, mm. yeah, my, my usual driving style is just, yeah. There's I've seen your I'm unit. going for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, very, it's very kinetic. We're in a large Mercedes truck. Mm. Uh, the crash barrier is not going to help. Is those it? gaps. Oh, right. Yeah. Also, yeah, you, you, you hit the barriers, which is just a bunch of uh, tyres staked to the ground. <laughs> and you should go through it. You really should. The barrier, you should be going through it. The stands, you should be going through it. But you're not. You're just scraping your way around like <laughs> usual in a, in a massive yeah. articulated lot. Yeah, okay. You've got however many tons of <laughs> really powerful. Uh, yeah. Uh, inertia is a hard Enough mistress. talk on here to be able to pull. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a racing. And you're on like Brown's hatch and just <coughs> scraping long tire walls. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got interesting new tracks. It's um, uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay. Uh, they've now got the street circuit, which is driving around the uh, roads around the track as well. So you, you you end up out in the desert with sand on the track. Okay. And, uh, so it, it seems to be a, a genre that's focusing on details and refinements yeah. and niceties rather than startling new gameplay styles. Yeah. Uh, what they have done, uh, when 5 came out, which mm. is, I've also been replaying 5 because it came up on Games for Gold, um, and so I just thought, oh, I should really uh, go through I never really finished that. Yeah. 5 was the one that launched with the Xbox One. Uh, and that launched with the ability to pay money for cars, oh, yeah. which we'll get back to, uh. Uh, and also a really zero effort on any of the actual this is the campaign it's just here's a list of events do them effectively okay yeah. so you pick it and then you have 10 events to do <clears throat> on 10 tracks yeah and so it'd be oh and this is the silverstone race this is the burning uh, burning's alps race this is the it all sounds uh, quite familiar laguna seca uh, master speedway race and it, and it just really felt really quite yeah, just phoned in. Yeah, you just maybe there was plans for a massive yeah. campaign thing, and they ran out of time. Whatever different car you were in didn't matter really because it was just the same. This mm. feels a lot better because there's five or six different championships, and in those championships you get to pick the events you want to do, and they and in them there's three or more um, uh, showcase events. Okay. So that might be. Uh, around the Top Gear track, uh, knocking over bowling balls oh, yeah. as you go around the track. Yeah, ah, a bit of variety. Staples like that. Yeah. Uh, or, as I accidentally did, <laughs> yeah. it might be in an endurance car. Yeah. No warning apart from that it was an endurance car. Uh, uh, going around um, Spa. Nice track. I really like Spa. Okay. Nice technical track. Speed. Brilliant. Eau Rouge, brilliant. Uh, I got that corner right a couple of times. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that one lasted an hour. Oh. No warning at the start. This is going to last you an hour. Okay. It just no, it's going to be twenty three laps. Okay. Wow. My hand was hurting at the end. That's the longest racing game you've ever done on a single track. Is there, is there the equivalent oh, of the Le Mans twenty four hour? They like? used to be back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I think some one of the forces did, or one of the others, uh, actual twenty four hour race. Oh, how do you, <laughs> do you just have to do it? I no, suppose. you switch out to an AI driver and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, an hour. Actually, I've I've done more than now. I've done an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah. But the, the the really long races have gone out of fashion. Um, back I, in the yeah. four to two, four to three time. By the time you got to the end, it was all yeah, do six laps of Nurburgring, mm. which is ten minutes each for each lap. Oh, the, the proper massive yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the horrible one, which really technical track. Because there's a hard. small section of that that's actually a race course. Oh, no, there's a massive race course in the middle. Oh right, which okay. is a uh, world class. Formula One, yeah, yeah, compatible. But then track. the actual Nurburgring and itself then is this. You've got the public road around the edge, which is the old Formula One track, and uh, yeah, yeah, 
with its trees and death <laughs> thing and uh, Gaia work. You can with. just turn up there and pay and have a go on that, can't you? you can. In any old car. Gaia but... work uh, did it on a bike. Oh, right. He had to pay for the barrier damage and uh, <laughs> broke his leg. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not recommended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's good. They, they've managed to make it feel a bit more of a coherent um, uh, campaign-y type thing. You start up off as a rookie. Mm-hmm. New option, you can be a girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Progressive. How did it take seven games? <laughs> What are we missing? I don't know. Oh, well. Crack Do you know what school. it is? Yes. One model. Yes. Seven games, one model. Yeah, because you're probably just a, like a Stig-like bloke in a helmet anyway, yes, aren't you? Yeah. you are. Just just add another model. There we go, yeah. done. Wow. <laughs> or take the existing model and tweak it slightly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's taken seven games. Seven so it's there now. Wow. Yeah, it's good, yeah. So there we go. We've now smashed that glass ceiling. Yeah. Equality yeah. for all. It, it, it solved the problem of uh, women in racing now, and... Um, <laughs> Formula One's going to be full of women now. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and you start off at the bottom and you work your way up through all of the things. Do you earn money to buy cars? Yeah, maybe? you earn money to buy yeah. cars. The mod system's in still, which okay. is basically cards you have, which you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of them before you do a race. And I'll say, this: if I do this, I'll get 40% extra credits, or if I do this, i get 20% extra experience, that kind of thing. That sounds like an interesting way to mix things yeah. up a bit. Yeah, so it gives you... It, I can see the reasoning for putting it in. It's the encouraging you to do things like, I'm going to run without ABS brakes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use proper braking. Or I'm going to use manual gears because it will give me a massive bonus for this. Yeah, but, just to uh, encourage gamers to explore alternative ways of playing. Yeah, yeah it, the entire game does quite push you to say, you're winning these a bit easily. Maybe you should put the, the difficulty up a bit. Okay, yeah. Because uh, it's very the way these work is, some cars you're going to come in I mean, on, on that hour-long race, I almost lapped everyone. Wow. I was working my way through the pack, and I was halfway through on lapping them, okay. which on Spa is not a large track. And, but mm. on others, uh, I, the cars are a lot harder to drive, and uh, something like a early 70s Formula 1 car in the wet, Oh yeah. I'm not putting a head on that. <laughs> it is really hard to drive. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the problem of the game with the difficulty. There's no way of it automatically balancing so that, okay, so this is too easy, so I know to pull this down, but this is not going to be too easy, so don't make this really hard, which is really annoying. I don't know. There's something to be said them. for consistent difficulty because you can choose the sort of experience you're in the mood for, though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you can't make a consistent difficulty if you, if every five races or six races you're mm. switching car. Oh, I see, yeah. Okay. And you may pick, you know, I'm going to do this one in a Volkswagen Beetle. Mm. Uh, I'd rather the sort of consistently apply thing than the <coughs> sort of the sort of behind-the-scenes chicanery, things like rubber banding oh, yeah. just to yeah. keep the on your toes. It doesn't that sort seem of thing. to do that at all, yeah, I've seen. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it has for a while. At least then I'm in control, and yeah, if I'm honest with myself and I'm finding it too easy, I can take steps, whereas if I'm all... It's, you know, the whole, the whole sort of oblivion problem where yeah. you know, the monsters are always slightly hard, everything's always slightly more difficult all the time, forever, then you think... Ugh, it might be doing it behind the scenes. I don't know, thing, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there is an elephant in the room. Is there? Yes. It is a game released in 2017. Yes. What do you think it has? Uh, oh, achievements? Of course it has achievements. Yeah. yeah. Does it have uh, Day 1 DLC? It's got Day 1 DLC, yes. Okay. There's two ticks. What else? Oh, is there some sort of buy cars from a store for real uh, money? I imagine, that, I imagine that will be there when the marketplace goes live uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> But yeah, what else? Uh, I don't know. Go on. Lock boxes. Lock boxes. Ugh, see, I, no, I, yeah. yeah. At the time of recording, you can only buy them for in-game cash. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that when the marketplace <laughs> goes live, that will change. And in these lock boxes, you get this is where you get your mods. Yeah. So you open it and you get a bunch of mods and you pick the mod you want, or, or you might get a new race suit. So it'll be slightly greyer or slightly pinker or slightly greener uh-huh. uh, with different logos. Or you might get a car. All oh, right. Or you might get cash. Yeah, it's just why. Uh, yeah. Well, the lock the lock box is fundamentally fundamentally it's a scratch card, isn't it? It's a, yeah. it's a way of monetizing probability in a way that lets you sell a quarter of a thing to someone. Yeah. Functionally, if if you if you're, you're selling the promise of maybe a something, well, you you, you break it down. Star Trek Online, the, the example I remember because you know there was a lot of uh, research by the players, all collated probabilities on forums and stuff, and I remember finding that yeah, it was a one in three hundred and twenty-five chance of getting the super duper spaceship. So yeah. essentially, you're selling you're selling in, in, if all probabilities equal, and that's assuming lock boxes are actually fair. 
Yes. Which is a whole other matter. You're selling a 325th of a thing for $10 yeah. or however much your key costs, a dollar and a half. Oh, these don't use keys. Mm. You just open them. But you can buy more boxes. Off. Yeah, but that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a mechanism, yeah. isn't it? That, that, that is a subtle mechanism. That can, be retooled, that can be retooled for dollar spending very easily, I imagine. Yeah, you just make it so you buy the... Uh, Boxes. You buy the currency or buy the boxes. Uh, oh, also, I got a bunch. Yeah. Uh, with FordMotorsport.net, there is the uh, um, My Thoughts a bit, which basically lists you, ranks you against all your friends who also play it and have signed up or just uh, play it, and it gives you free cash. Well, uh, with five released, yeah. Uh, because of the big fuss about uh, be our advertising chill and sell this game to no, all your no, friends, and we'll no, give no, you some not, points. Not really. yeah. No, you do, the, the social thing is oh. completely by the way. When five went a bit south with the whole year, you could pay real money to get a car, and it was like 150 quid to get the Lotus F1 car of the time, and you could money on the table. Yeah, and, and but so the, they released this yeah. site, which means it looks at the history of all your Forza games. Yeah. And it does things like how many days played on each game, how many achievements you have, your perfect passes, or whatever it is the criteria is for the games. Yeah. And it ranks up lots, lots of points. So as it is at the moment, I get something like 300-something thousand credits per week in each of the games. As you can imagine, when I go back to a game which has been uh, out for a year yeah. or four years, yeah. uh, I have so many credits I don't have any <laughs> money issues at all. Yeah. Which is why I'm not really concerned about these uh, loot boxes in seven, mm. seven, yes, because I'm ignoring them. Don't give a toss about the mods. Yeah, uh, and um, that's the spirit. I've got enough cash because the, the game is still balanced, and every Friday I'm getting enough money to do whatever I want anyway. Mm. So I don't care. Yeah, well, this is it. At the end of the day, it's their job. I mean, yeah, okay, they're not charging real money for these ones, but they could have easily been doing. It. And it's their job. They will be. To come right. up by, with as by, by time yeah. this goes up, they will be. Yeah. So it's their job to try and get use any <coughs> method they can to get money from us. That yeah. is their fa- that is their job. That what pays their wages. Yes, their day job as a marketing person in a game company yeah. is to earn money from customers, however possible. In fact, you could argue that everyone in that company's job is to earn money from us any way they can. It, it's it's one of those- our job. To decide not to pay them. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's yeah. all fine you, and it all you, works well. You, you just ha- ignore you this. You have crap. a lot of yeah. certain people spring to mind uh, who are absolutely against such things uh, because you, you paid a um, flat fee to get this game. Uh, so why is there more monetization yeah. on top? That's a the, that's, that's a battle that's been yeah. lost the a long time. The answer to that ago. is because they can get away with it because and you people pay. No yeah. one's coming back. Yeah, yeah. It, that you, that battle is so lost. All you can do you is sort of stand on principle and deny your company like fifty percent of its revenue, yeah. or whatever much it is. Yeah, if you look no, at the no game point of view, you're being irresponsible. Yeah, if you're not giving people who want to pay money the chance to do it. <laughs> so it's up to us to decide if we want to pay money yeah. or not. I I felt I've had a lot of enjoyment from Elite Dangerous. So I thought, yeah, all right, we'll buy some paints and things. I spent about five quid. Yeah, yeah, five quid. <laughs> it felt like a donation to to the good work they're doing yeah. to me, and that's fine. See, I don't mind. Doing but that the point being is that I paid and I got the thing I was I was paying for. Yes, is when you pay no, real money and you may or may pay not real get money for the chance good. of getting a thing. That is where it starts to get very yeah, sucky that, and do not put money into that scam. Well, that's not a, that's not a purchase at that point. No. That's gambling. It is literally is gambling. It yeah. probably ought to be illegal under various laws. But uh, it probably will be legal <laughs> when it gets noticed. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, just just be vigilant out there, people, and decide for yourselves what you do or don't want to pay for. It's yeah. easy. Well, that's easy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've got some kind of psychological problem or dependency, then you've got bigger issues. But yeah, that's the and that's 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 a bit sinister and evil, I suppose. Leveraging people who can't resist. I wouldn't mind if it was. Yeah, you know, if it was just give me a box of get, let me pay for x number of in-game credits for this mod pack uh, for this mod and i can buy in-game credits using real well, in-game cash. <laughs> i wouldn't mind computer games have had internal shops yeah. for, since they've been adventure games you know you earn gold from monsters you buy equipment from the shopkeeper yeah. that's nothing wrong with that but and i don't mind the beginning to inject real cash into up that number mm. but yeah it's the whole i may or may you this one will guarantee you a legendary thing oh joy well, great yeah. You what just, it'll be? Will it be a we, legendary mod, or will it be a legendary? We need to take car much more responsibility care. ourselves for our own personal sense of value. And if, you, at the end of the day, you decide that these things are indeed worth the money you're paying for them, then by all means, yeah. enjoy. You know, uh, it's it's up to us to decide, not uh, for, not them to tell us. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So anyway, um, Forza 
Seven. Um, seven. Uh, How long yeah. do you think they can go? Ever. Yeah. Forever FIFA and ever. 18 I saw in Tesco's today. This, this week. That's not the 18th game, though. No. 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 Uh, Gosh, there are a lot of year numbers. They could go forever. Yeah. People will keep buying it. They will. Well. Yeah. I just thought, yeah. Like 10, 10, game, 10 FIFA games in, and you're not getting a little bit bored of it? I don't know. Well, who, no, who am I to judge? Because it's, it's not the same people over all of those 10 years. It's people are coming to want a FIFA game, they may go away, mm. may come back every other year or five years. And there probably are innovations. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know I, I, I say that the all of the racing games are the same, but there's still a market there for it because they're all subtly different, and they may have the track you want, or they may have the car you own, or whatever it is. And yeah, but you compare that to like what? pole position on the spectrum or whatever that yeah. formula one game on the yeah. spectrum i mean you know technology yeah incrementally it's difficult to see oh, but, but I, it is I, getting I they are getting better because my reviews never mentioned such pettiness as frame rates and graphics oh yeah 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 because you get some fps's you get some fps's and oh, the game good. does look gorgeous when you are racing and the sun is rising well particularly with these transitions thing, yeah how the storm effects yeah. and the weather oh, it looks it look- gorgeous um I was on Mount Panama, uh, mm. Bathurst, uh, in Australia. Uh-huh. Top of massive mountain, plain all around. Uh, sun rising uh, after dark. It, it was gorgeous. Well, there we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that kind of thing, I suppose, just gets taken for granted, I suppose, nowadays. But it's, it's astonishing comparing, like, a ten years ago, what the games were. Because well, I'm playing, out, I'm playing five and seven at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I need to go back and play six as well, a bit more. Because uh, my insane... Never quite sure he understands it's actually happening. Rivalry dot chaos. That's a weird passive aggressive thing you two have got going. No, it's on the Forza. It's your driver tiles hate each other. It's on the my Forza. Well, our our drivers really do hate each other. It's on the my Forza thing on the website. It lists me against all my friends, and Mm. everyone's behind me. And he was up to something like fifty behind me when I looked, Mm. and so I had to play loads and get more. I took the eye off the ball and he was sneaking up. Uh, that's the problem. That's the price of success. There's always a younger, younger, he leaner might, person coming I up behind. I don't want to admit it to myself, but he might actually be in ahead because I didn't notice until I played for a bit. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. It terrible. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, it, it's okay. It's another iteration. It, you know exactly what you're getting when you buy it. But it seems but to do well. You're, you're not. You're not going to buy it if you're not completely aware what this is. Yeah, and, and on that basis, does it disappoint or is it no, satisfying? It's really, satisfying it's it's really good. Okay. I like it. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to talk about something else. I'm going to talk about phone games. Oh. Right. Because uh, here's my, my combined uh, film crew, audio sound recordist, and, and also entertainment system for my, my weird and week in the wild. Disappointingly, not drone. Uh, yeah. I have you to, can do one drone shot with it. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> just throw <laughs> <throw> it. <laughs> <laughs> record, record, record. <laughs> Oh, in the sea. Um, yeah, I might have to look into drones for for a future yeah, yeah. week. That might be fun. But, um, yes, yeah, so... I was watching, while I was editing the Snowden thing, there was a Tony Robinson thing on TV. Yeah. And uh, he has drones. Well, you're my technical department. Yeah. You need to sort me out with something for next time. Anyway, so I, I bereft of my PC and my usual gaming rig for a week, I was, was passing the time on some evenings with mobile phone games. Wow. Now, I've had real problems with mobile phone games in the past, being, not being able to find anything I could stand for more than two seconds you and uninstall. you put your phone as one of your hotkeys? Well, on the bottom? Yeah. Yes. So I can wow. phone. I don't it know. does it, that? It came like that, I think. I don't huh. know. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've got four that I, I didn't hate immediately and uninstall. Okay. So I'm going to talk about those. So the first one is called Caves. Okay. Caves. You can find all of these in the Play Store or however else you get your Android y stuff. And probably there's iOS versions of some of Maybe. them. I don't know. Who cares? This is, all, this is all for Android. So, um, yeah, one called Caves, which is a roguelike. Uh, and I hate roguelikes normally because they're yeah. so dreary and, and procedural. But this one's really quite charming. It's got 8 bit graphics. You can choose. Uh, different suits of armor and equipment and stats to go into the dungeon with, and then you basically yeah, click on tile to to go there, click on monster to fight it, um, and click on bits as the surrounding terrain to dig them out as well. Okay. So, so there's a bit of digging there. It's not quite Minecraft or anything like that. This whole thing's 2D sprites, uh, and yeah, you're basically just working your way down through various levels of this dungeon, finding treasure, yeah. emeralds to upgrade your powers. And the thing I like about this, which is but there's an element of persistence. I don't know if this is probably how it all works nowadays anyway, but your normal rogue game, once you're you know you're not meant to win. You just keep going as far as you can and see how well you do. And then it's all gone at the end and you start again with nothing next time. But this one lets you keep your gold and your emeralds. That's quite common now. Yeah, and you have a sort of persistent... <coughs> 
a sort of persistent upgrade purchasing thing so yeah. that next time you go in there you're a little bit more powerful yeah. and i like that i like yeah. that a lot that sort of gives it a, 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 a it sort of removes that sense of futility that you normally get from your more traditional vanilla rogue type game so yeah that's very good um I, uh, there's adverts on the menu on the inventory screens and stuff like that the little banner on the bottom yeah. there you know uh i don't know if they sell things whether you can but making in-app purchases to, to buy the emeralds buy and stuff no then okay <laughs> That's um, the better review, and it's it, it is the thing is I'm I'm starting to understand the sort of the, the the purpose and function of the mobile phone game within my gaming life. It's it's sat there at lunchtime in the car, just tapping away on it for a little bit, or or yeah, if I'm you know just waiting and waiting and waiting to nod off after a yeah. hard day's hiking in a, in a hotel room. Or if something. you're sitting there waiting for the sunrise, yeah, or waiting for a train or something like that, it's, it is literally that you're not you don't expect. I expect from my PC entertainment in four hour blocks, yeah. Whereas the, the mobile phone, I've learned to come to expect entertainment in ten minute blocks, mm. and this this does work very well for that. I like it. So that's that one. What else we got? Uh, there's one here called Ramble Planet. That's uh, that's a very quirky thing. As far as I can tell, it doesn't charge. There's no ads. There's no cash shop. Nothing. Uh, it's it, it's a hugely nostalgic, almost Spectrum era graphics of eight okay. bit. Not even sort of full color stuff. It's yeah. like it almost it feels like the sort of two color attribute clash style of thing yeah. going on there. Uh, is the pixel uh, ratio more Spectrum or more Commodore? Uh, it looks a bit spectrum-y, okay. to be honest. Uh, and you're basically a crashed spaceship on a weird alien planet, and you have to go off exploring this planet using one of the one of different one of the variety of different bodies available yeah. in the spaceship. And basically, you're looking for widgets. <coughs> There's a list of about seventy bits of the spaceship that are hidden all around the the landscape yeah. in in the scenery, or by talking to people, or by killing things. You need to kill monsters to level yourself up, so you can kill better monsters. The combat yeah. is literally click on the monster if you're powerful enough, you'll kill it. If not. It tells you to go away and come back. Right. So it's not actually combat as such. They're more just sort yeah. of adventure game puzzles. And the whole thing's got this fantastic retro charm to it all. There's a lot of weird in-game lore about the planet. You have the little signs you can click on to read your stuff. You've got an inventory. Some, it's a very limited um, sort of use thing to open thing type inventory yeah. type problems. Um, and yeah, it's just the style of it all. And I found myself amazingly captivated by it, trying to get further and further each time. It's the same same map each time you play. It's not procedural yeah. or anything yeah. like that. So you, you get the ability to learn how to get through each puzzle. And I'm down to about the last sort of ten parts, and I can't. It's some of them are quite obscure chains of things you need to do. So it's got that real. <coughs> Old school, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the the Spectrum era look and feel to it, and the noises and stuff, but also the sensibility, the sort of the obtuseness of some yeah. of the puzzles and the logic and stuff. It, that's really good. Supports load save games, so you can don't have to do the whole thing in one yeah. go. Obviously, so quite look, look like that one. Ramble Planet, look for that. I don't know what you're going to do for screenshots while I'm talking yeah. here at all. Um, how do you even screenshot a phone? Just hold it up to the camera and. <laughs> There are ways you okay. get the video out. So, yeah. next one Interstellar Pilot. Okay, what's that about? This one. Are you a pilot? You are a pilot who travels between the stars. Where? It is a very. It's a surprisingly full featured and complete freelancer style elite type okay. claim. You're, you're a spaceship travelling between different sectors and star bases, yeah. doing trading, doing combat. 3D or. Um, 3D, but you're locked on a flat plane. Okay. So right, you, yeah. use, you, you basically, you know, thumbs on the controller yeah. sideways, and you can turn the ship left and right and move faster and you know, speed up and slow down. You've got a bunch of weapons that can fire on targets and so on. There's scanning and so on. It's, it's surprising you can fit that much of a functional universe inside a mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> You've also got the ability to buy lots of different ships and upgrade them, and as far as I can tell, I'm not that far into it myself just yet, but you can buy other ships and give them AI orders. So it almost starts to border on the X oh, games okay. with the trading empire type thing. It's a bit of a grind to get going yeah. with that, but, but then there often is. And you've got all the sort of buy low, sell high, different star bases, That's different... Pr- different um, different prices and so on so the trading's quite robust yeah. the exploration is actually if you've only got a small star map of about eight star systems or so you know you wouldn't expect a huge thing in a mobile phone game but each of those has quite a large bit of space which is not all revealed to you and I, you can find derelict spaceships and claim them that's how i got my first upgrade yeah. found one in the middle of nowhere it's there's a whole variety of different factions in there that own the different sorts of bases and they're all fighting each other and mining and things in the sectors and i thought oh god all this is going on in my phone you know mm. i'm perhaps a bit behind the times understanding what perhaps modern phones can, a bit. are capable of obviously but I mean I don't know what the functional equivalent of my phone is in PC terms but 
you know, we're probably, I, talk, I, probably talking mid Pentium. Um, no, um, Pentium era at least. I reckon it's around the Core Two Duro type thing. Wow, it, it's getting really up there. I, I, I often wonder exactly where we are. What, yeah, yeah. You know, I got a new phone the other week, and yeah. I, I'm wondering where does that sit in the old computers I've owned? Yes, yeah, because Hopefully. it is powerful. It's surprising how far far up they are, and yeah, essentially, it's modern technology, modern refinements. It's just the the, the form factor and the user interface yeah. is always the, the problem to be solved. But this seems to work well. Well, the UI is a little bit cramped. I've got quite big fingers, but <coughs> there's a lot of buttons to fit in the, sta- yeah. in, in the station interfaces and so on. But it works really well. And again, yeah, load save games. So they, I don't, I didn't see any adverts, but I've seen they sell ship pack unlocks so okay. i'm guessing if you want to get to the bigger capital ships you'll need to give them some yeah. money but the initial thing's very well featured and free to play to begin with um i think there's a they do a couple of different ship packs ones like the more advanced fighters and so on but you can get quite far in to work out if you yeah. like it or not certainly so that's quite good interstellar pilot not not terribly imaginative name but uh seems does what it says on the tin that's your problem i think with your phone games is you've got this play store or your you know wherever you get them on the on the iphone as well some similar type of store. iTunes. iTunes, there you go. Was well, that with the apps are as well? Uh, effectively, yeah. Mm. And you, how do you stand out? Yeah. You know, you come up with some obscure crystals yeah. of Nakabapta, you know, or whatever, and no one has a clue. You know, no one's going to read the paragraph, even the paragraph that's, that summarises your game. They're just going to look at the title and the icon and scroll, scroll, scroll. So your title has to sell the entire thing. So why not just make it make the title of your game what it is and what it does? Well, it's probably the, one of the better ways when, to when stand When you look out. at the uh, top apps and top games, they mm. tend to all be by the same companies because if you can advertise inside another popular game... That, that yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. dish out free currency for going and looking at the other games, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah, or post on Twitter that you're playing thing, get some currency, whatever. I don't like that kind of manipulation no, myself. Um, so the fourth one I got, Runestone Keeper. This is I found this the other day. This is relatively new. This is effectively this is to it's essentially puzzle quest type of thing, but for Minesweeper. Yeah. So you go into you, you've got your character sheet, the equipment, your stats, and so on. Your heroic adventure going into dungeons, and each dungeon grid is laid out essentially like a minesweeper grid. <clears throat> and it's not just mines. There's all sorts of the monsters are hidden there. There's traps. There's there's you know cave ins or just empty tiles. And you tap on the tiles to reveal them. As you do so, you're building up a kind of power. You, you get one point of energy each time you reveal a tile. And you can use that energy to power special abilities and so on. Then there's various different sorts of monsters get revealed, and they don't immediately jump on you. Some <coughs> some of them do. But you then tap on them to fight them, and it's, again, a simple, straightforward, is my number bigger than your number? Yes, then I'll win, that sort of thing. But your your various character sheet stats and abilities and items you pick up can be used to help with those as well. And it's a really satisfying game. It's just, you know, essentially Minesweeper, but Puzzle Questified, if you see what I mean. You know, where where Puzzle Quest is to bejeweled what this thing is to Minesweeper, you know. And it's, again, um, I've seen when you die, up comes a full screen ad. Yeah. Which is a pain in the arse. Don't die. Yeah, never die. There you go. I don't know. I think you can buy, you can pay real money to unlock. It's got that same thing as uh, Caves, where you've got the persistent upgrade progression thing going on. And I think you can pay money to buy extra things in there if you want. But the basic game is surprisingly satisfying. It's surprisingly <laughs> catchy. It's a simple thing. You're just revealing tiles. And you've got um, something like beacons you can click on and use the power of those to, to tell you what's in the surrounding tiles. Yes. But, so it's not quite the logic puzzle that, mine, that Minesweeper itself is. In a good game of Minesweeper, you should be able to work out where they yeah. all are by the numbers of surrounding ones yeah. and all that. You don't get anything like that. So it, it becomes a bit more random as to what you're clicking on. But then you've got more abilities and skills to deal with what things that you reveal mm. anyway. And that's a very good thing that lasts a good... Uh, yeah, you know, a good, a good, good five ten minute bounce, and and keep going with that. And yeah, it's it's that persistent saving the points and buying an upgrade and then trying again thing that keeps me interested yeah. in those. Which is, I suppose, the design genius there, rather than oh, it's just another go at a means nothing game of rogue, you know, roguelike type yeah. thing, yeah. net hack or whatever. So yeah, so surprising four four mobile phone games that I quite like and didn't wow. uninstall in a, in a rage straight away. And none of them um, lock. The ability to play behind paying money. Not that I've seen. No, there's, there's. You can pay for enhancements or, or, or there's adverts, which are generally fairly unobtrusive. Yeah. I think I'm, you're starting to see. I, is it that 
mobile phone gamers and just not putting up with that crap anymore because it no, seems to be are. less seems to be less of that about or perhaps i'm just hitting the right sorts you, you're of games. hitting the right sort of games uh, uh you, you, if you look there's still the uh pay to play ones mm. uh yeah with, with not, the no, timers and the ticking up well i don't object and... to paying people for the work they've done oh but yeah but it's the ones where it's, if I, you I, want to pay more than x amount per day you have to pay uh I, I like the ones where you get to try the game out before you decide if you want to pay for it or not, yeah. rather than the yeah. ones where you have to pay a load of money just to decide if it's any good. You know, that's that sort of arrangement. I, I quite like the model where you get the first couple of bits of it for free, mm. and then if you like it, you pay to unlock the rest. Yeah, it was yeah. quite bigger than nineties. <laughs> Shareware. Yeah, Shareware never really went away. Yeah. Although, how many people actually got chapters two and three of Doom? As I opposed think I to did. Just one? I did. Yeah. I, I've bought them about four. It genuinely worked because chapter seven one, or eight times. Chapter chapter one of Doom was good enough to want to find out what the hell yeah. was going on, what the rest of it was about. So uh, towards the end, it was a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, but there's two guns you couldn't get in the first chapter: uh, well, the plasma true, yeah. cannon and the BFG. Weren't yeah. there? Hmm. Oh, I was like the plasma gun. This was brilliant. Mm. BFG was not terribly practical, to be honest. No, it was a bit of a, a, a one-shot thing. Didn't it damage you as well? I can't remember. Uh, no, not in that one. Mm. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, yeah, so there's a couple of Android games to look for. Um, that might do you well if you're bored and waiting for a train. Mm. So I'm done. Uh, yes, we've done an hour, so... I guess that'll do. We've done our quota. We've done yeah. our quota. We, we can go back to our normal mundane um, Community lives. service. And I can save the Minecraft I was going to talk about for next time. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you go along to howtomurdertime.com, you can see all our previous episodes, and uh, you can see how suspiciously high to the magic number 200 we're getting Ooh. on episodes. Although I will point out that it's the suspiciously fake 200. That's quite an arbitrary 200, isn't it? We stopped and started a few times. No, no, going on the How to Murder Time, we're about to the 200th episode. Didn't you just start the numbering at like 90 odd something anyway? No. Just on a whim. No. It was, I, I was tempted. <laughs> but no, with, with the Van Hemlock one and all the new shows, it's 300, 400. We should probably something. skip episode 200 until we can work out some extravaganza to do properly. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know what to do. I might just walk away and give up. Uh, you can go onto YouTube where you can catch uh, um, random videos we do, um, including our Minecraft series, which is drawing to a... Uh, Some kind of resolution. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say a glorious resolution, but uh, I'm not entirely sure anyone's covered in glory in that series. Uh, and you can uh, also catch the video bits of this show or the full-length ones, if I put that out. I went up a one. mountain. Uh, and... Good point. Yes, all of How to Murder Feet, which is Tim walking and getting far more hits and than How to Murder um, Dice, which is you painting That's and on the modelling stuff. Different That's different entirely different places. Yeah. Oh, fine. Yeah, all we can go along to How to Murder Dice, uh, which Look is me that. talking about 40k and other stuff. I might be talking about cardboard boxes. You definitely no. got to cross pollinate. No one's yeah. going to find it otherwise. No, people are. Mm. Yeah, uh, apparently. Weirdly. Yes, I'm talking about uh, laser cut inserts for really useful boxes in my next that one. Sounds fascinating. It is. It's really good. Uh, yeah, and and we'll hang and turn to a sword solution. Uh, yeah, and also you can join us next time when we'll be talking about more games we played. And I might talk about the Minecraft I was going to talk about. But yeah. Oh. So see you next time. Goodbye.